1: back friends you are listening to the struggle well project the podcast that helps you love your actual life so you don't need to run away from home we believe that perfection is nonsense and peace is a perspective shift away Well, 2018 is behind us, and I hope that you had lovely celebrations with your family. I hope that you had a fantastical New Year. As most of you know, I was in Connecticut with my sister. We did all of New England in a whirlwind tour. It was fantastic, and I came home and got totally sick. So I waited as long as I could to record this. I'm sorry that I sound a little bit disgusting, but it's almost Monday, so I had to go ahead and record this. So it is the new year, and I'm confident that you chose to make one very important New Year's resolution, which is to listen to every single Struggle While Project episode in 2019. I really appreciate you guys thinking of that independently without any help from me and committing to do it perfectly this coming year. It means the world to me. So this month we are talking about body. That includes food. It includes body image, anything that has to do with your body. We're going to be talking about it. We've created a printable that you can work through on the topic that we're talking about. So those of you on the Struggle Well Project email list have already gotten that body printable in your inbox. If you are not on it, it is not too late. You can go to strugglewellproject.com body and you can download that printable for free. Then at the end of January, come back and join us and we will do a Facebook Live and talk about what we learned this month. So my guest today is Polly Connor, and she is the author of From Freezer to Table, which is a freezer cookbook that is fantastic. You will find out as you listen how much I really love this cookbook. We talk about how freezer cooking has freed her up to be a lot more relational with her people. She talks about floundering as a new mom. She talks about the dinner time struggle that we all completely understand. But we also talk about how freezer cooking can be a community event, which, you know, I love community so much. But we also talk about different types of motherhood things and how to keep the big things big and the small things small. All right, so let's get started.
2: Hey, Polly, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, Emily? I'm good. I'm so good. So will you tell us about you and your family? Yes. Uh, so again, my name is
0: Polly Connor and I live in Columbia, Missouri, and I am married to a college pastor. My my husband's name is Austin and he works, uh, for our church, the crossing here in Columbia, Missouri. And he's uh, one of the college pastors there. And we have three kiddos. We have Adeline. She's seven, Tyler five, and Clayton is two. So, uh, I work part-time for our business thriving home. And we recently published a cookbook from freezer to table and uh, are just in the midst of juggling kind of work, summer life, you know, little kids and trying
2: to stay afloat. (laughs) Yes, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. (laughs) I have a question. How do you make sure that it stays part-time? Because that's been something I've struggled with.
0: Gosh, you know, I personally would love to work more, but I, I just can't fathom adding more work hours than I do right now. For me, I have to really schedule my work hours. And when I'm not scheduled, I just, I don't have the capacity to work with three little ones around, to be honest. So my kids keep me, keep me balanced. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> I can't write a blog post in the midst of like three little people. Um, no, that's so- true. Yeah. You know, as, as they start to get in school, I'm gonna have to reevaluate what it's going to look like. And if I want to stay part time or want to, you know, put in more, but right now, it really is just all my availability allows for.
2: So okay. I love it. Okay, so you were telling me about your two year old. Um, He just keeps leaving the house.
0: Hello, <laughs> we just jump into that. <laughs> he is our nomadic child. Uh- oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we got our free range clay. Um, yeah. So, you know, we have like a seven, five, two year old, my seven, five year old, like go in and out in and out. So he thinks he has the ability and freedom to do the same thing. And so, and he's quiet. Like he'll, oh, yeah. I will not even hear him go out the front door. And luckily we live in a very family friendly neighborhood and not a very busy street or we'd be in real trouble. But I mean, he made it halfway to our neighborhood park, which is a quarter of a mile away. Like oh, the park's probably a, a half mile away. He made it halfway there. Without us even knowing, and like wow. we had a neighbor who was mowing his lawn, saw him out there. <laughs> we had right. the neighbors looking for Clay? We thought he was in someone's backyard, maybe. I mean, we were like in a frantic hunt when we oh. found him on his own, just pushing his little lawnmower to the park. He was so, pushing his
2: own lawnmower. Yeah, his own hysterical. little lawnmower. <laughs> At least he's trying to help the community look better. <laughs> it's not functional. We'll say that it's like one it blows bubbles, and that's. About I know, it. but I mean, he he thinks he's doing his part. Oh my gosh my son left when he was 3 and and went and visited the neighbors and um did he yeah. go in the house or backyard or? Just... No, he just went, our alleys face each other in the, in, so we have alleys and our garages face each other, you know, in the back okay. of the house. Yeah, and yeah. so he was just hanging out in the back, to, you know, talking about the dog and sharing mm-hmm. stuff with the neighbors. And
0: Oh yeah, no, our two year old has gone in the house of another neighbor before. Oh, and
2: they're so like good, good friends, like our best friends live, live right next door to us.
0: So he kind of knows their house and knows them, but, oh yeah, well, we won't find him for a little bit. Oh, he's in here. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
2: You know, you think you're like doing a good job of keeping these kids alive until you realize they have a whole nother life that you didn't you know, know though, about. It, it
0: being your third kid, you're kind of like, is he bleeding? Is he fed? Okay, it's good. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like just, if that was my first kid running off, I'd be like, you know, have him in counseling or something like, what's wrong with you? Are you running away from me? But no, he's just like doing his thing. He's like, mom's
2: too busy taking care of everyone else. I'm just going to go do my thing. <laughs> so funny. I love it. Okay, so you mentioned the freezer cookbook, and I want you to talk about... How did that start and what is it? And then I have one and I've been using it, so I can't wait to tell you what I think about it. You oh may my be gosh. Like, I would love to ah. hear Okay.
0: Okay. So let's see. It started um way a long time ago. Probably when we started Thriving Home, honestly, was we, we didn't know we were writing a cookbook at the time, but we were. So, you know, I, I kinda of told you this earlier, but um I really floundered as a new mom. I just could not get my junk together and mm-hmm. <laughs> Dinner time was especially hard and so I started really reaping the benefits of freezer cooking meaning like cook um you know batch cooking cooking a bunch of meals in advance freezing them and then pulling them out of the freezer and cooking that night so it's hands off it's hardly any cleanup um so I started just dabbling in that um when I was a new mom and then uh, my co-blogger Rachel and I had Thriving Home Growing right so we were building this blog not knowing if it was ever going to turn into anything and we started noticing more and more traffic to our freezer meal recipes we're like oh, people are interested in this, right? Let's go with it. So we posted more and more freezer meal recipes. Cause at that time, Rachel was actually in a freezer meal club, which is they met regularly exchanged meals together. So we started getting Google interest from that. And then we started having publishers reach out to us a couple of years ago. We were like, do we want to do this author thing? I don't know. Let's, we want to do our blog, but do we want to publish a book? But, mm-hmm. um, long story short, we did end up um, coming out with a. It took two years to get there. We have our first cookbook released um, last September. Um, it's called From Freezer Table, and essentially it's a book just written for moms. Oh my gosh, it's it's recipes that are easy to make, recognizable ingredients. All of them teach you how to make it fresh or how to um, make it a freezer meal. And then we also walk people through how to throw their own freezer parties, cooking parties together, or to even start their own freezer club. So. Um, and then we were contracted for a second cookbook already, which um, we haven't, we don't have a release date for that, but we are very much in the works of writing it. It's going to be from freezer to cooker. So we heard from moms, they want meals that can go in slow cooker or instant pot. So the same concept, make it fresh or make it in any slow cooker or instant pot from fresh or frozen. So, so a lot going on, but that's it yeah. Yeah, came out. So it's been fun. It's been a really fun ride. And you know, we always say like, our goal is not a full freezer. Our goal is to free moms and parents up relationally, to be more hands-on with their people, to be more mentally present and not stressing about what are they going to make for dinner? What, you know, all the cleanup, all the mess that comes with cooking every single night. Um, so our, our heart is to be in people's homes and really just equip them to make dinner time easier to be, um, just again, more present with their people on no matter how old they are.
1: New Year's resolutions are so hard to keep. The longest I can usually go is about three days. Did you know that 80% of New Year's resolutions fail by the end of the month? If you want to focus on your health this year, it's going to take some effort. One way, though, that I am eating fruits and vegetables every day without even trying is with Daily Harvest. You guys know I love Daily Harvest. I spend my own money on this stuff. With Daily Harvest, you get to choose more than 50 ready-to-blend smoothies. They have savory harvest bowls, soups, and breakfast bowls. Each single serving cup comes ready to blend or heat. All of their ingredients are carefully sourced for maximum nourishment and flavor. And I do love that when you open up the cup, you can see all the ingredients. The best part, everything stays fresh in your freezer until you're ready to eat it. And in less than five minutes, you've got a healthy meal. Daily Harvest is the easiest, fastest, and most delicious way to load up on fruits and vegetables and make healthy eating a habit that sticks. So go to daily-harvest.com and enter promo code SWP to get three cups for free in your first box. That's promo code SWP for three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com. Daily-harvest.com. How has it changed your
2: family to cook this way?
0: Oh gosh, you know, it's it's become a lifestyle for me. One, it saves a lot of money because if you cook things in bulk, you're eating out less, you're buying things in bulk, which is cheaper. Um, so it's it's a frugal way to live. But two, like I said, dinner time is just less stressful because like for tonight, you know, we have stuff going on kind of early evening. We might go to the pool. I have a um, baked penne pasta in the fridge thawing out that I'm just going to pull out and put in the oven when we get home. Mm-hmm. And so there's not going to be a mess that I have to make or clean up tonight for dinner. And I'm going to be able to like be at the pool until right at dinner time and then come home and throw it in the oven. So Mm -hmm. um, it's just kind of freed me up in that way. You know, we're in this stage with little kids, so we don't have a lot of the after-school activity stuff, but I know Rachel is in that stage of life. And so it's great for her in the same thing of, I think most people just get food um, to go or fast food on the way home from a sporting event. But if you have something that, you know, is already prepped and ready just to warm up or cook, Mm -hmm. um, you're just eating healthier that way. So it's helped our family eat healthier. It's made mom and dad less stress in the evening hours. Mm -hmm. And you know, gosh, when you have little people like five o'clock is not our strong suit. no, Oh. oh my gosh. It's like the needle meter just like goes skyrockets. Sky and so, um, again, my toddler just wants to be on my hip for that, you know, two hours before he goes to bed. So again, it's just like, I can do that if I'm not having to be like all my hands in like raw chicken, uh-huh.
2: <laughs> Yeah. Whenever my kids want to do fun stuff in the afternoon. And so we go do it. And then as soon as we come home, they're like, what's for dinner? I was like, well, I've been with you. How on (laughs) earth do you think I so so that I end up feeling like, oh, my gosh, I'm such a failure as a mom. I haven't even made dinner. And then having stuff in the freezer or having stuff already prepped, I feel like I can actually tell them this is what's for dinner. Been I've been using your book and I got this little notepad that says, like, what's for dinner? And I've been writing that like having a plan and the kids like it's almost like they've been starved at some point in their life because they're obsessed with food and what are we eating and it's really kind of alarming and so to have them (laughs) to have them um just gravitate towards this list and like like look forward to all the things that are coming it's helped me not feel like a failure and they're super pumped about it it's been the strangest small change that's they're made a big difference they're little foodies they don't even know it <laughs> they sure are they sure are so some of the favorite ones that we've made um i've made the salmon burgers oh my oh, gosh yes those are amazing yes. I haven't made those in a while. That makes me jealous. I need to go make some. Soon. <laughs> make them, please. Um, And the shrimp coconut curry bowls. Forget about it. Those are. Oh, my gosh. That's one of Rachel's family favorites. My kids won't really go for shrimp, unfortunately. Yeah, but... my kids don't go. I, I left the shrimp out for them, but it was more for us. So I didn't care. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, don't yeah. eat shrimp. Shrimp is bad for kids. I don't know. I don't want to share.
0: <laughs> too much mercury or something.
2: Right? Yeah, or something. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, Let's see. So I just I think they're really good in my husband and I are, are kind of our foodies. And so he's a way better cook than I am. So I don't like the meals that are so simple that they don't have any flavor. Right. But also I don't like the ones that you feel like you're trying to like, you're trying to go to culinary school that are so, so hard. So this is such a great mix. It all tastes really good, but it's Actually, accessible. So you guys did a Thank really good job saying
0: that. That is like we're like right where we wanted to be because I think people like love the idea of these dump and go meals. But like the reality is they're not going to have much labor and they're going to be full Mm. of just like additives and preservatives of the, you know, prepackaged foods that you're dumping in there. But then you also, you don't have time to be like making your own tortillas. Like you, you, you you gotta be realistic about your, your availability. So yeah, we tried to strike a balance of, and we have some very simple recipes in there too, but we also, and we also have some like the um, pot stickers are a little bit more of a challenge, but we say that we're like, Hey, do this on a date night, like do this when you have a little space in your life. The rest are like made for like the normal cook and just something that like your family's going to like. Like we've tested
2: every single one of those recipes on our family and they are brutal taste testers too. So they had to pass the family test before they went in the book. <laughs> I'm telling you what, every single one has been, I've totally knocked it out of the park. And my husband is a little... Because I've tried like the freezers, do the freezer meal for a whole month, and and then they just end up not tasting that good. Right. But then you've got a whole lot of food that you don't want to eat, right. and you you were stressed out for twelve hours while you were cooking it. And so anytime right. I like bring up something like this, my husband's like, <laughs> "Okay, like just pump the brakes." So this time though, I'm like, "Well, I have the book, and she's gonna be on the show, so I have to try some of them." They've all been <laughs> so good that I just this I is- know it makes me sad
0: that a lot of people are out there ruining freezer meals. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, it's
0: really sad i'm like no that's no good people are gonna think all oh, freezer cooking's bad because they tried one and it didn't work yeah so and we I'm sure very... it was the recipe
2: and not the free you know what i mean yeah it's just right. a recipe problem yep yep for sure oh man okay well way to go very genuinely you guys this book's great i can't wait to see your oh, next good. one i hope you can make more <laughs> yes okay so the other thing i want to talk about is a community element yeah because in the front, you have like freezer cooking with friends. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. I've been doing, because I haven't had a, the margin right now to organize something like that, but I, but you make it really simple. But I've just been doubling it and freezing one and eating one. Absolutely. So yeah, that, that works. But tell me yeah. about the other, because I mean, community is obviously a very big deal. You all have to mm-hmm. eat. Um, <laughs> so I love this idea of bringing together neighbors because that's such a big deal to me. So talk about that.
0: Right, yeah. So you're the very first steps. I we always say people start with freezer cooking. Just make one meal and double it and try that out. Get in the method. Make sure you like it. Um, the next step would be what we call a freezer cooking party. So this is a one-time cooking event to do with friends. And again, this is just kind of like testing out. Do I kind of like this batch cooking thing? And the one the fun thing is you do it with people you like, and then it's just fun to like with your friends do a project together rather than just like sit around and just chat. It's like you're actually being efficient with your time and going home with it you know months worth of meals and so, so you can justify um, it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um so the freezer cooking party is again probably more of a social event and an excuse maybe to get together with neighbors or people in your small group or just people you're wanting to connect with or have an excuse to connect with so, so I know people who do freezer cooking parties as like a baby shower for someone so it's such uh, a good
2: idea oh my gosh and you send them home
0: with meals. So, um, it's just kind of a unique way to get together with people an excuse to get together. And especially, you know, as moms, it's hard to find time with friends. So if you can like be efficient with your time, it doesn't feel like as much of a cost. Yeah. and we walk through in the book exactly how to do that down to even like the emails you send people because to explain what it is and we even wrote out party plans of the, the recipes you should use because not all recipes should be made at a freezer cooking party but some of them take a lot of prep like on the stove and you don't want to do that six times with friends like these are more of like easy to assemble and um, easy to take and go and to make in, in bulk
2: Yeah, I was so impressed with how the party is basically all planned out for you in the front of this book. You guys did everything. We try to take the guesswork out of it because we've done it a lot. And so we just want people to avoid the mistakes
0: that we've made and learn from the things that we've learned over years and years of freezer cooking, so... Good. I'm glad that you should do it. It's fun. Yes.
2: Um,
0: and then if you get hooked on the the whole freezer meal thing, like the whole like, oh, my gosh, this is so easy. I love having something already made in the freezer. Um, you can start an ongoing freezer club, which I'm currently part of with some of my friends. Rachel was when she was in the little kid years. Um, and so this is basically an ongoing group of people. So we meet about every four to six weeks, I'd say. And in between that, we decide which recipe we're going to make. And we make it in time six in your own home on your own time. And then we decided time to get together and swap. And of course that time, like when we get together, we sit down and chat and have a glass of wine or some snacks or mm-hmm. um, we, we for sure like use that time to kind of catch up with each other, but it's not cooking together. It's more of we chit chat, hang out for an hour or so and like, okay, let's swap. And so we all pull our coolers up to each other and do the whole <laughs> swap and then go home with your meals. And so I love that for, um, because in
2: the, in the space of the six weeks you could make the meal whenever
0: Exactly. It's a little bit easier, I think, just because, yeah, you do it on your own time, um, in your own space with your own kitchen tools. And so, um, if you're really serious about freezer cooking, that's the way to do it. <laughs> awesome. And, you know, we, we recommend about six people in a freezer club. It for sure can be less than that. Like if you only have four people that want to do it, start with that. You know, it's not, you don't have to have this ideal number of six, um, to do it. We've just, we've just found more than that. It's a bit much to make that many that many meals. And then less than that, you just don't come home with as much as you would want. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's we found six to be a sweet spot, but it's totally up to what you want to do. Another beauty of these is that if you have like a food allergy or something, you can kind of link arms with other people in your realm. So if you have a family that needs to be gluten-free, like find other gluten-free people and say, hey, let's make a bunch of gluten-free freezer meals. So we have a stash of those. So you can, you know, you have to find people that are like-minded as far as like your values with of food and even kind of size of family, um, or else it didn't quite make sense. So we've kind of, you know, my group pretty much everyone has like kind of preschool age ish kids, two or three kids. So we, mean, portions are all about the same when we make it. So okay. you do have to be pretty careful about who's in your club, because if you get one person that can't have like dairy or gluten, like that's really tricky. <laughs> no, that's a good
2: point. Yeah. Well, I love it.
1: So I want to tell you about a new sponsor to the show, Noom. Most people who lose weight gain it all back, but that is because most weight loss plans tell you what to do while you're on the plan, but not afterward. I've been using Noom. It's actually a really funny, lighthearted approach to something that most of us don't think is funny at all, trying to lose weight. Noom doesn't say that you can't have certain foods, but it teaches you about moderation. And when you do go a little overboard, there's no shaming, but just tips to get you back on track for tomorrow. What I like about it is it's on your phone whenever you need it, and it just takes about 10 minutes today to complete all the tasks related to helping you think more healthfully about your weight loss. Noom provides you with a support team. You have a goal specialist, you have a nutrition expert and a fitness trainer all in one. Noom is designed for results. Meet your resolutions by signing up for your trial today at noom.com slash swp. Visit noom.com slash swp to start your trial today. Again, that's noom.com slash swp. I want to say a special thank you to one of today's podcast sponsors, Care Of. With Care Of, you can build a vitamin routine that is made just for you and your health goals. There's a fun online quiz. I know quizzes are not always fun, but theirs is fun. It asks you about your diet, your health goals, your lifestyle choices. It takes about five minutes to find out your scientifically backed vitamin and supplement recommendations. Then Care Of delivers those vitamin and supplement packs customized to your recommendations right to your door. What I love about this company is that every vitamin purchase that you make with Care Of, they give a portion of the sale to a foundation that provides expectant mothers with prenatal vitamins. It is so, so important to get prenatal vitamins. So for 25% off of your first month of personalized care of vitamins, go to takecareof.com and enter promo code SWP. So again, for 25% off of your first month, go to takecareof.com and enter promo code SWP.
2: Okay, so I wanted to ask you about like in parenting or whatever, you talked about something that you're learning is embracing your kids and your family for who they are, not who you kind of maybe thought they... Mm-hmm. would be or could be um i think that's really common and hard because uh, without realizing it we we assume things are going to go a certain way and it's not right. like we think they have to and we're going to force it but we don't realize we have assumptions and expectations so talk about that and what have you learned and how would you encourage a woman who's going through that
0: Right. Yeah. I think I (laughs) learned from from day one, I realized like this parenting gig is a lot harder than I thought it would be. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and especially, you know, I think I really am realizing, um, I don't know why it's taken me seven years, but my kids are just like, spirited, strong-willed kids, you know, uh-huh. and, and more so than maybe most kids. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and I think I really resisted that for a while. Cause our, you know, I'm thinking about, know, I'm going to go with like my daughter. She was, um, just a really, really dramatic and she still is like, it's just kind of who she is. Like we, you know, as a baby, she had acid reflex, but I'm guessing now knowing her temperament that was heightened by her flair for drama. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> Um, and I just would get, you know, I think I'd look at the kids we'd have play dates with and mine would have to be in timeout half the time, you know, for messing with kids or hitting or taking toys or throwing a fit and all these other kids. I'm like, why do yours just sit and play with cups? Mine won't mm. just sit and play with cups. Mine are like fighting with each other and <laughs> mm, yeah.
2: crying about something. And so, and you can laugh um, about it now, but it's like embarrassing and you feel okay. like you must be doing something wrong. Absolutely, yeah. I for sure took it personally for a long
0: time. I think that was the biggest thing. I just remember being in the library and her having a screaming fit, and I felt like every single person person was hearing it. I was like, "What am I doing wrong?" You know. And and so I think a lot of it was a shame on me, a thing. Oh, I need to clamp down harder, or you know, I've done this, this, and this. And so, you know, I think for sure parenting has a part in how your kids shape up and turn out and respond. But there's a, I think more, weight and their God given temperament, than we give them and we think, and so, um, you know, then, so when number two came along and he was just like, when he hit two years old, he just started, he just went crazy. Like he just lost his marbles. Um, and then right around three is when we had our third kid, he especially lost his marbles then. And I mean, (laughs) to the point where like preschool was contacting us and, you know, Mm. they were having concerns about his behavior. And so he, you know, we ended up taking him in. He actually was diagnosed with ADHD as, you know, Mm. pretty young kid. But we okay. saw that we're like, he's different than his peers. This is not just squirrely boy. Like, okay. you know, so because I think like, oh, he's just a boy. But when we had a second boy, we're like, our second boy is not like this.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: So, you know, and, and again, it's kind of like, once I kind of heard that I was like, oh, like, okay, I can embrace this a little more rather than fight it. I'm like, no, okay. you know, I think we'd really, really fight the like, Please do not get up from your chair, you know? And so now we kind of realize like, oh, he has like an impulse thing that he can't, like his body is telling him to move, you know? And so embracing, okay, we've got to find ways. That he can move and give him freedom to sit upside down while we read a book to him or to mm-hmm. – <laughs> have, or we even have a squeeze pillow for him because he just loves to squeeze things. Like it's kind of a sensory thing he has. And so yeah. just embracing that rather than fighting it, I think I just wanted him to be normal and just to be like his friends. And like why can all your preschool friends – Make it through the Christmas recital, and you're the one in the back pulling down the flag, you know? Yes. <laughs> so it's just, I think, again, having a diagnosis specifically for him kind of helped us really embrace who he is. And I think that was the beginning of with all of our kids of, you know, comparison is such the thief of joy. And so if I'm looking at these other little girls who just play nicely all the time and mine who, you know, could be a little dramatic about things rather than wishing she was a plain nice girl, I'm like, no, she's a fierce lady. How can we shepherd this and help her really step into who God has made her? And, but also like help her know how to handle the big feelings, you know, yes. like, let's embrace the big feelings rather than try to squash them. And let's like try to channel those in the right direction and give her something to do with those rather than say, don't have them. So it's been a big change for us of just kind of like, okay, we, this is who our people are. And this is who our family's a spicy family. Mm. And we, we are, you know what I mean? We are not missed when we go places and <laughs> <laughs> Um, you make grand entrances oh and exits oh my goodness (laughs) Um, (laughs) the exits that we make the the impact on (laughs) Um, (laughs) but again it's like also like swallowing my pride a little bit and being like you know what I don't care what the old lady thinks of our family that's Mm -hmm. you know leaving with a bang like Mm it's it's I'm just been publicly embarrassed too many times to care at this point. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's so good for for new moms to hear cuz oh, I feel know. like you're going to die from embarrassment. <laughs>
0: But then like you kind of get it like beaten out of you, you know? So mm. uh, I love this analogy. I think it's from um, Rachel uh, Jankovic. I think that's, she wrote this book called Loving the Little Years. Sorry if I butchered your last name. Okay. Um, and she basically called it like motherhood is like the rock tumbler. Okay. So you enter mm. in motherhood with kind of all these rough edges, right? And then you just get like tumbled and tumbled and tumbled through this rock tumbler. And they start eventually getting kind of smoothed out. Yeah. And so all these rough edges are getting, you didn't even know were there, but are totally getting like chipped away and rubbed down So you're just like rolling a little bit more smooth. Smoothly with the bumps and with yeah. the hardships and with the challenges. You're just kind of like, all right, just kind of roll right through it. Here we go. You know, so that's, I really do feel like that's been part of the process for me and just an image that resonates with me and in, in motherhood, really. It's like, I think I went in with a lot more rough edges than I knew and they're still getting smoothed out. I can only imagine, you know, what's ahead you know, as we enter in elementary and teen years. But yeah, it's been, a, as anybody, very sanctifying and um, very, very just heart changing, you know? So,
2: yeah. I think. What I'm realizing, and I've been doing this for 10 years, so I'm, I'm a, done it a little bit longer than you, but I feel like I'm still learning the same lesson. Like, how could this be literally taking so long for me to get? Like, I'm a, I'm a thinking, relatively intelligent human being. But I just was determined, like, I will rock tumble you, child. I will not be, like, I'm not having my rough, I, like, I didn't see that I had rough edges, because right. uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm pretty great. Right, right, you're the one with the issues, kid, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and so just realizing that allowing myself to be rock tumbled, um, you know, there's just humility that I just think I, I needed a little extra help realizing yes, that I needed sure. humility.
1: None of us have a lot of time. All of us would like to read more. I think most of us would like to read more or at least be able to say that we read more to be impressive at parties. But now there is a way to actually read more in less time. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is the only app that takes the best key takeaways and the need to know information from thousands of fiction and nonfiction books, condenses them down to about 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. 80 million people are using Blinkist right now, and it has a massive and growing library. I like Blinkist because it helps me know if I want to read the whole book. Sometimes a book sounds great, and then if you get a little bit into it, you're like, oh, well, no, maybe that's not for me. I like to use Blinkist when I am driving in the car on a short trip. Not enough time to get into a whole podcast, but enough time to kind of sort of read a whole book. Lately, I've enjoyed Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, No Drama Discipline, and The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. So right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for all of you. Go to Blinkist.com slash SWP and start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash SWP to start your free seven-day trial. Blinkist.com slash SWP.
2: How has it helped your relationship, like especially with your kids that you were talking about how, you know, being different than you especially thought they might be? How has it helped your relationship with them to kind of accept them for who they are?
0: You know, we, there's, I wouldn't say less conflict because there's still, you know, your job as a parent is to teach correct discipline, you know? So it's yeah. not like I'm excusing myself from that. Mm-hmm. Um, But I'm just trying to keep the big things big and the small things small. Okay. Right. So I think like to expect my son to sit still through a dinner at five years old with ADHD, like it's just a really high expectation but for my seven-year-old, not a high expectation. (laughs) So, um, it, it has adjusted my expectations. And then I, you know, I think if you kind of meet them where they're at, you're not getting yourself all in a, you know, in a wad over little things that don't really matter. So yeah, it's, it's caused me to like less anger, I guess, because I'm, I'm just like embracing, okay, this is going to be hard for them. Like, so, um, you know, to tell my son, go clean your room, that's really hard for his brain to organize and to like, Oh, okay. I'll start with the magnet tiles and then I will move to the books and then I will make my bed. Like that's easy for almost every brain to see a room and think, Oh, this isn't this, this done. Like this his little brain can't like organize that. So what do you do? How do how do you do that? Um, I have to go, I have to help him do one step at a time. So now, yeah, this is a great example. So I used to go say, you need to go tidy up your room and he would flip out. I'm like, why is this a big deal? So we have a timeout for flipping out and then we can't stay in timeouts issue. So just snowballs, you know? Um, so now like when I, you know, you still have to like teach him, you have to keep care, you take care of your stuff and we're still going to clean our room. So I, it takes more work. That's the hard thing too, is I've embraced, this is going to be more work, but I go up and say, okay, first task, you have five minutes to clean up magnetiles. And I set even a visual timer up sometimes on my phone. And then you have five minutes and it ticks. So he needs kind of that constant like, you yeah. know, like visual audible reminder of what he's doing. Yeah. So, OK, you have five minutes to magnetize tiles and then even check in like, OK, are you, how are you doing? OK, like three minutes left. And so um, we found that that giving breaking down the task for him makes it doable. So, okay. okay. Done. Awesome. Good job. High five. And now let's go do, look at these books all over the floor. And your next job is to get these books stacked up before I come back in the room. So okay. it is, it is work. Like that's, what's the heart. I like ease. I don't want to have to be mm. hands on when I say go clean your room, but also knowing, okay, his little brain can't quite get there yet. So, um, just again, it's all about the expectations. So that's a really tangible example of like one way we've changed, and that we don't end up having discipline issues over cleaning the room. <laughs> it's like, Yeah, break it down for him.
2: <laughs> that's really good because I may or may not have the exact same situation happening in my house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and I'm like,
0: what is the problem? Yes. The count. How old are your kids again? I don't think I asked that. Ten and six. Ten and six. Okay, yeah. So, so I'm sure the six-year-old still has, you
2: know, a little bit. It's,
0: and part of that's developmental, too. Like, kids just don't have those, you know, like, organizational skills of in their brain quite yet.
2: Well, let me tell you, my six-year-old is neat as a pin. I don't even know if that's a medium. Really? But it's my 10-year-old <laughs> who is, like, the Tasmanian devil has gone through her room. I'm like, hold it. This was just clean. Did the, Was there a bomb? And it didn't blow off the roof because something clearly right. happened in here. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Funny. So funny. Okay. So, um, I wanted to move into the section where we have a lightning round and I ask you some questions and you have to answer them really quickly and you don't know what the questions are. And it's just for fun. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> these make me so nervous. You're gonna be feel like my brain like, stops working like when they, when I get on these things. Okay. Well, there's no
2: math or anything, which was, that's where <laughs> my brain stops working. So, okay. Um, okay. okay. So what movie was so sad that you'll never watch it again?
0: Oh, my gosh. Um, My Girl. (laughs) Oh, I don't. Was that an older (laughs) one? I don't know what that is anymore. I don't know why that came to mind. I think I watched it too young an age. It was like Mm. I still remember just being hysterical over it.
2: Um... I watched Beaches. That was so sad. And then Fried Green Tomatoes. I watched when I was like in my early teens and I cried so hard.
0: Oh yeah, no, no good. <laughs> no good.
2: No good can come of watching those movies. So my girl is—does she die or something? I don't know why. Like again, it came to mind. I don't.
0: That's like in the depths of my memory. But I remember being like really sad over my girl, or really any kind of oh, gosh, any movie with like animals dying. Oh, okay. uh, just stop now. Like okay. I can't even like go there. Um. So yeah, any movie with like an animal dying in the end or something like okay. <laughs> can't
2: do it. So no old yeller for you no I haven't even like no not even tried that one okay okay um what habit do you have that always annoys other people
0: <laughs> um I don't know if it's necessarily annoying but people notice it I'm kind of chronically early like oh, okay <laughs> as, I know that's a good thing to have but like yeah You know, how like, sometimes I get the babysitter shows up too early. You're like, dude, it wasn't ready for you. Like, you know, (laughs) go sit in your car. (laughs) Right? Like, I'm not ready to entertain you yet. I think I'm kind of that person. Like, I'm like to the party a little early or, you know, like, just, you know, show up to the the meeting a little bit early where you're not quite ready. I I always feel like I'm I'm always like paranoid about being late. And so yeah, probably that is my guess.
2: Yeah, that's good. My oh, friends okay. might say something different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They're like, oh, you didn't even talk about how you don't even know, girl. <laughs> oh, that's funny. OK, um, if you dropped everything and you went on a road trip today, where would you go?
0: Ooh, I have been itching to get to the Northeast. I haven't been there since like high school. So I've been I'm kind of like a little history nerd. Okay. Not like I don't know facts, but I love the story like of our country. And I okay. love, love, love to visit like the actual sites the like revolutionary war happened or yeah. where like big decisions were made or to go to DC and kind of visit all those monuments. And I don't know. So I think I've been itching to like kind of experience the history of our country a little bit. and I like, going to like more historic part of it? Because mid Missouri is not super historic and mm-hmm. like, wanting to know about like where the Oregon Trail
2: started, or something. Yeah. Yes. And you're like, I've already, I know about it. I want to do other things.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, probably Northeast. And then I would, I would love to see some like Broadway shows right now. Like, I love musicals. And yes. so, um, it would, I've told my husband I would love to, he's not really into it, but like, I would love sometime in a life when we have lots of money and more time, which will probably be never, uh, <laughs> to go and just do like a Broadway
2: trip. Like, just go up and just see, you know, shows. Fine. <laughs> yeah. My husband is very anti musicals. He won't even watch The Greatest Showman. What? Oh see, my that's husband true. humors me. He like, we'll do one a year, he will allow. Okay. So um oh, great Showman's so good. I know. I know. <laughs> it. But he'll never know how great it is. Oh. And that's fine. Okay, so what is the most stress-relieving thing that you can do for under $20? Oh,
0: let's see. Stress relief. I like to just go for walks. That's so lame without, but without any like music, no headphones, like n- nothing, just the silence of my own brain and thoughts is like how I unwind. So I, you know, honestly, like when my husband, like when our kids were really little and like wasn't sleeping and he'd get home from work, I'm like, take a baby. I'm going for a walk. <laughs> like it's all yeah. I needed. It's like a 20 minute alone time walk. So I'm like right in the middle between introvert, extrovert. Like I love a good party, but like, I for sure reach charge a little bit more just by like having my own space and like being able, like just to think. So I'd say it's a free thing too. So I, I just love a good walk by myself, especially in this stage of life where I constantly have people, little voices all around me. It's like, I don't even want to listen to music. I don't want to listen to a podcast. Like I'm just, I need silence. So, um, that's probably that I would say number two, if I'm having a stressful day and kids and, and it's not an option to not have kids. I just treat myself to Starbucks. I get a real fancy drink. I'm like, we're doing it. Kids
2: get in the car. <laughs> there you go. What's your favorite um, Starbucks drink?
0: Um, I usually go for just the iced coffee with classic Sweetener with cream, mm-hmm. so it's pretty lame, but it's actually pretty cheap, so you can do it more often than not. Um, so yeah, iced coffee creamer and the classic sweetener is just—it's just a good. And it's summer right now too, so that's what it sounds really good. In yeah. the winter, I'm just a mocha girl. I love my mochas. I've tried to branch out into like you know trying different like variations, and I just like a good mocha.
2: So there you go. I love yeah. it. Thanks. I love it. <laughs> All right. So what is something that you can't stop talking about right now?
1: Ooh.
0: Um, okay. I have a couple things. Um, I just read the book shoe dog. Um, and it's a memoir about the founder of Nike and it was so good. Like, it's just, it was, again, I'm kind of like an entrepreneur. And so I loved that side of it. Like seeing how this huge business started up, but also it was very like, much a person story too of like kind of his life and a memoir pretty much of like his childhood, his relationship with his parents, his working relationships, his fears, his doubts, his struggles, his strengths, like just, it was, it was a very personable memoir, but also the story of like a business that, almost didn't make it so many times like there were so many times Nike almost didn't make it which is crazy to me so um that's like recently I've just been telling people you need to read this you need to read this and then yeah on that line I've just been I kind of go hot and cold with reading so I've been just reading a ton lately so mainly when I say reading I actually mean listening because most of the time Mm -hmm. I'm like Doing an audiobook, and so um, just been listening to a lot of audiobooks. Like right now, I'm um, listening to I think it's Hellbound on His Trail. I think that's what it's called. It's about the assassination of Martin Luther King and the manhunt for his um, assassin. Oh wow! And just kind of, but it kind of ties into all of the like politics that were happening in uh, 60s, 70s of you know, just kind of like the tensions and um, just all that was playing into this manhunt. It was really, it's really interesting. So okay. books is what I can't stop talking about.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, and you said uh, the way that you read them, it's not Audible, it's through what app?
0: Um, so yeah, I've been listening to him through this app called Libby, L-I-B-B-Y. And so it's just a, it's just more user-friendly, um, that to, because you can get them free through your library, through that app. So it connects to your library, but I found that the library audio isn't super user-friendly to me. So it's just an app. Yeah, mine Libby. isn't
2: either. So I love that idea. I'm checking yeah, that out for sure. try it out. Yay. Well, Polly, thank you so much for sharing all this really good practical information. Well, I hope so, and that's what I love to tell like practical <laughs> advice <laughs> yeah. so you don't know when your new your new book's coming out yet?
0: Well, so the reason we don't know is uh, it's kind of exciting. Our publisher um got acquired by Penguin Random House, which is great for us because it's the biggest publisher in the u s okay. um, but with the acquisition the the deadlines kind of got shaken up a little bit, and okay. so we're just trying to figure out with. We have a deadline set when we turn the book in, but they want a little bit more time before it releases. And we really want it to release in the fall. So right now they're trying to figure out, can we get this out in fall 2019, which would be... would be ideal for us. But if they can't do it by then, we're going to wait a year because they're like, well, what about a spring release date? And we're like, we can't release a slow cooker or cookbook in the spring. Like no one's into that. So we'd have to wait a whole year um, just for our preference to get it out in the, in the fall season. So, and you said you have taste test opportunities. Oh, yes. So that's a fun thing I've gone on to. We have a recipe testing team. So if you're into cooking and kind of tinkering with, you know, not tinkering, but just trying out recipes that would potentially go in the book and giving us feedback. We have a whole team of people. It's about 400 people that we email the recipe to. We have a Google evaluation that you fill out on it. And we have a Facebook group. And the Facebook group has been the surprising, like, really fun part of it. Like to interact with everyone who's trying these recipes and people are taking pictures and they're like, this is totally good. This, my kids wouldn't eat it. You know, just, we're okay. getting like really honest feedback and they've been so helpful. So we, we are, um, about once a week send a recipe out to our recipe testing team, um, to try out and just give feedback and we make tweaks based on feedback. And so we, we continue to add to that because we're just continually sending out recipes to test. So, that is um, so fun. Yeah, yeah. So if you like cooking,
2: you should join it. (laughs) Okay, I'll put the link to that in the show notes. For sure, great. Well, thanks so much. You are so welcome. Have a good rest of your day.
1: So what will your strategy be to struggle well this week? Maybe you know the dinner time struggle all too well, and you love the idea of just pulling something that you made out of the freezer to whip up in a hurry. Polly and Rachel's book is called From Freezer to Table, and you can get it anywhere books are sold. Or maybe what appealed to you is the idea of having an excuse to get together with your girlfriends. They have laid out beautifully everything you need to know to have a freezer party, so I would check that out. Maybe you struggle well this week by having the perspective shift that your kid, who's always the kid that's in trouble, the temperament of that kid was given to them by God. So maybe you spend some time just asking God to help you see it the way he sees it, help you mold and shape that soul that he put in your care. I loved what Polly said about how motherhood is a rock tumbler. It sure is. And sometimes we just feel really embarrassed when our kids don't act right and he wants to tumble off some of that pride. Maybe when our kids act terribly, we take it personal and he wants to tumble off some of that extra sensitivity. It's not always about us. So this month, as we think about body, I would love for you to consider ways that you can move towards just a little more health in the things that you put in your body. does not need to be 100% perfect all the time, organic, made from scratch, all that. With something like freezer meals, I really think is a great way to push the needle slightly in the whole foods healthy for you direction because when we take care of our bodies, we're able to take care of other people better. There is no shame. Do not let yourself be caught up in shame. Do the best you can. It is good enough, but you are worth eating good food and you matter. And how you take care of yourself matters. All right, ladies, will you do me a favor? Will you share this episode with a friend who you think needs to hear it? If you love the show, I'm pretty sure they will too. Your recommendations really do make a huge difference. And when you shop on Amazon this week, please first go to amazon.com/shop/strugglewellproject. This uses the show's affiliate link. It's a simple way to support the show, and it costs you nothing. Thank you to all of you who use it already. It makes a difference. Also, don't forget to join me this week on your favorite social media channel at Struggle Well Project. Together. We will continue the practice of loving our actual lives. Remember, ladies, perfection is nonsense, and peace is a perspective shift away. You can stop striving because you're already enough. Let me pray for us, Lord. The sheer amount of choices we have and decisions we need to make every day regarding food is enough to make us crazy. It's enough to make us just head to the Oreos in the pantry and forget about everything for a while. Lord, would you help us to do things that honor you and honor our bodies? And God, would you help us to realize you are not so unfun that the answer will always be kale and never be ice cream. Lord, we just have such a misunderstanding of who you are. As we work through this printable on body, would you help us to see where our thinking is off about who you are and what you think about us? Because that changes everything. In Jesus name. Amen.